0: Nikki And I'm Sammy Z. And this is Stumbling Along. Rachel, welcome to Stumbling Along. Oh, hello. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Of course. Well, for everyone else, this is Rachel, another friend from high school mm-hmm. that we have on today. And she, if you listen to our Thailand episode, she is Binder Girl. We have
1: the one and only Binder Girl with us today. She's a
0: girl who crashed her bike in Thailand (laughs) after 30 seconds of riding it. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know if I love these intros, but I accept them. I will take them. And she is a legally blonde of law school right now. Okay, that's better. You like that that one? one. Yeah, that one's good. We like that one.
1: Great. So I would Rachel? say, yes, I would say words to describe Rachel are ambitious, oh. fun, Ooh. flirty, and on top quirky. of that quirky. You know what? Come on she's this show witty. And she's quick on her feet. <laughs> yeah. We like to
0: um, boost our guest egos. Oh, honestly, I need it. So I'm here If you for boost that. our ego, you know. I'll boost yours. <laughs> oh, is that a is that a plug? Yeah, <laughs> a, it's a plug? Wow. Uh
2: love him <laughs> so much. Best friend.
0: <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm well- really excited. So, Rachel chose our drink today. Mm -hmm. So, Rachel, tell
2: us what we're drinking. Well, I have made mijitos. That is because that is pretty much 80% of what I drink on the regular. Um, Everything else makes me nauseous these days. So, we're going Mm. with a nice mint, lime juice, uh, San Pellegrino, only because we didn't have
0: soda water concoction. I like it. It's like the lemon San Pellegrino, like soda.
2: Honestly, it's fresh. I
0: really like it. It's a really nice, fresh drink. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty on board. I think this is...
2: A new thing that I'm starting. I will make this whenever you guys come oh, over. cheers, oh,
1: cheers Rachel. Cheers.
2: So, Rachel, mm-hmm. what are you doing these days? Tell us. Well, these days I am living in Ottawa, as Vicky B knows. She is my sister in the capital, <laughs> and I'm in law school at U Ottawa, which is like good. It's I have no general complaints overall. I really really like it.
1: It's, like, hard. (laughs) So we want to know, before you getting to Ottawa and getting to this, how did you decide you wanted to go to law school? Have you always known? Kind of tell us how you got to this point. Okay, well, I'm like, really, really embarrassing, and I've known I want to be a lawyer for
2: way too long, like, to the point where it's just weird, because I feel like little kids, you ask them what they want to be, and most kids are, like, a pop star, or, like, a rocket, what, what are those called, an astronaut, rocket,
0: rocket man, an
2: astronaut, I was like, I want to go into law, so that was that, I think I've known... Since I was like seven, is how far back I can remember now, and it was what, why law. Why? How did that spark your interest as a seven-year-old kid? Yeah, it's <laughs> super weird. I'm not exactly positive. My mom says when I was younger, I used to just say that I really like to argue with people and I wanted mm. a job where I could be right all the time. Kind of makes sense, but <laughs> <laughs> and that's not it anymore. Like now, I want to go into law because of my human justice interests, okay. interests, and uh, like my social justice focus. On my whole career path is kind of like what, I don't know, it's what's guiding my legal pursuit. So yeah, it's definitely way different now. I don't know. A couple times, like, along my career path, I've had to check in with myself and make sure I actually want to go into law, and not just that I, like, decided it when I was seven and thought that would be cool, and now I'm just doing it because I don't know what else to do.
0: Yeah, how do you, like, keep that tunnel vision?
2: Well, uh, yeah, there was a good few times. Like, I have a lot of other interests. Obviously, as a minor girl, I really like event planning, (laughs) and that's, like, something I've always loved. I uh, really... I'm into like makeup artistry too. As you remember, when we were in high school, we were, we're the head of our makeup crew for a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the peak of our <laughs> careers, I would say, in the uh, I don't know on-stage industry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I've really been interested in, but I think, like for me, I separate my interests from my passions. And I have a lot of, like, hobbies and things that I really, really like to do for short periods of time. But the one thing I've always been really, really passionate about that keeps me going always is uh, social justice. And so I think throughout my life, there's always been points when I can go back to that being my center really just like my center of almost like gravitational pull. Like it's the thing that makes me understand what I'm going to do next and helps me figure out what I'm, what path I'm on. So I've gotten pulled back to that a few different times. And I mean, I've looked into like activism, I've done lots of different things with kind of a less legal field and I've tried a lot of different things, but through like my undergrad education and volunteering and whatever, I kind of figured out that the best thing for me to do to actually make a difference is to look at like a structural focus on the world Um, because like activism is obviously so important but I just don't think that's my strongest point of input I don't think I have the stamina to do it because it's like a huge burnout field I would say Um, so I realized that for me it would either be like policy or law and law just seems like the place that I think I can fit into best to make the best change
1: and was there ever a point in that was it hard ever to identify like to experience the difference between the hobbies versus the, like the driving passion? like do you ever think that one of them would take over the other, or were you always so for sure that you'd go back to that one? I think that's a hard question because I think they
2: overlap sometimes, so I think right. I have kind of fluctuated a bit um like for example, when I was in undergrad, I was chair of this group called the Get Real Movement um the Queen's Chapter. And that was passion because it was social justice, but there was definitely some more kind of interest that stepped in there. All the event stuff and um, more of, like, the day-to-day fun stuff that we did, I think, really kind of took the the front page for me a good few times. And it's hard not to, right? Because it's the stuff that, you know, you really enjoy doing every day. And for me, the stuff that I'm most passionate about is – it brings me joy and fulfillment, but it's not necessarily – like, the fun stuff to do right. every day. Well, what
1: I think is interesting about that is that, like, you're able to, like, have a passion and career, but there's also, like, shows that, like, you can do both. Yeah. Like, you don't have to just, like, be so tunnel-visioned with career-oriented that, like, you, like, forget everything else that you like. like yeah. Like, you can all work together. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, like, we forget
2: that. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It's kind of scary to have a tunnel vision, to be honest with you, because I think it's weird to try to force yourself to look outside of it, because I don't really know how to do that, to be honest. But I've been okay so far. Yeah, like, I feel like things are well. working out, but definitely when I when I talk about it, it is a little bit alarming that I, I have that kind of focus that I've always had. And I can't really, I've never really gone off that path. And I think that's something a lot of people need to do or need to try just to see what else is out there. But... For me, I just haven't – I think no matter what, even when I try something else, I yep. just end up doing similar stuff. Well, that's so, how you know
0: that. Yeah. I like how you knew, like, you, you knew your – like, where your core was, like, mm-hmm. your gravitational yeah. pull, like you said. And, like, mm-hmm. you kind of just stick to that and, like, remind yourself along the way. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could, we could all just kind of think about our core, like, our values and kind mm-hmm. of just remind ourselves as we figure our stuff out and, like, mm-hmm. make sure we're along that path even though you don't have, like, even if you don't have your destination, mm-hmm. just make sure, like, you stick to those Yeah. core like values. Almost. Yeah, you mm. like, your pillars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was, like, the application process like? Tell us about LSAT. Oh, how God. to apply, <laughs> how to stand out from your application. Like, that's yeah. so foreign to Sammy Z and I. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Okay,
2: um, law school applications are not a fun time. I think, obviously, I think, I mean, I think for any professional career path or, you know, higher education, they're probably always not great. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, um, so what you do for law school, there's a couple different sort of steps. So the first, one of the first things you do is you start studying for LSAT. And I mean, okay, I thought I did really badly, to be honest with you. Um, when I first got my score, I was super bummed. And but can you
0: tell everyone the story of the time you and driving to a winery? Oh my god, yeah,
2: that was god, that was a lot. Okay, so yeah, I was really, really stressed out about my LSAT, which is why I, I didn't do as well on it as I wanted to. And obviously everything worked out anyway. So to anyone out there who is trying to go to law school, it's gonna be fine. Don't stress that much about your LSAT because I still got in and I did not kill it. But Anyway, um, I was super stressed about it because I only had a month to study and I was working during that time. And I had this person who, some people go to courses, like cram courses, if you don't have a lot of time. And she told me that if I didn't get a certain score, I wasn't going to get into law school and was like 100% adamant about that. So obviously I got myself super worked up and I was like, well, I have to meet this bare minimum and whatever, whatever. And I got super anxious. Mm. And so I, the day before my LSAT, was just so worked up that I tried to go to the testing center and, like, walk around so that I could try to calm myself down because you're not allowed to bring a phone. You're not allowed to bring anything to, like, guide you when you get there other than you could, like, print a map. But, (laughs) yeah, I'm not going to do that. So so I went to Hamilton. That's where my testing was. And I, like, went to the thing. I walked around. Everything was good. And then on my way back, I was just so stressed out. Like, I was – Even though I was, I realized, even though I was there and it made me feel a bit better seeing it, I was just, like, too close to it it got me really worked up. So then driving home, my brain was just elsewhere and I fully went on the wrong highway. Like, I, there's, like, a, a point in Hamilton where you either go back towards Toronto or you go towards Niagara Falls and I just somehow got on the Niagara Falls, like, entrance and did not realize until I hit Niagara Falls like I went the full hour and I saw a sign saying Niagara Falls and I was like okay well that's not right so I wasn't really sure what to do and I like pulled over my phone was literally at 3%, and I have no sense of direction, so yeah. I was like... Clearly, since you are yes! not have your Niagara Falls, me didn't notice, and I was like, what should I do? Whatever, and then I saw a sign when I was sitting there pulled over for a winery, and I just was like, screw it. Destiny calls. That's it. <laughs> you know what? I'm making the best of this trip, so I called my mom, and like the 3% I had left, and I was like, I'm in Niagara Falls, I'm gonna be home, so sorry, okay, love you, bye, and then it, like, died, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah, went to the winery by myself. I drove and just found one, and I went wine tasting, and it was so nice, and oh. I only had a couple, because I had to drive in a couple hours, but I found this little cheese truck. They're called the Cheese Guys. This is oh. not sponsored, but God, <laughs> I love them. Can you contact them for us? <laughs> yeah, I should, because they're awesome. Um, and they sat there for like an hour with me, helping me find my favorite cheese, Anyway. It was a wonderful afternoon and I felt so much better and they even drew me a little map to get back to the highway so I wouldn't get lost again and I went home and I felt way more relaxed than I did when I left and, you know, I was still kind of anxious the next day, but I feel like taking that time for me was key because otherwise I would have gone home and had an anxiety attack and like freaked out and whatever, but I had a great afternoon, I bought some wine, it was awesome,
0: I went home, I was calm. (laughs) no complaints overall And then you ended up doing your LSAT again, right? Yeah. You weren't happy. So yeah. what like did you what did you get out of the process of that? Like what did you learn from Yeah. Well, I did my LSAT the first time
2: and yeah, I wasn't happy with my score. It was like okay. But I've been getting way better scores on my practice tests, and that to me upset me because I knew I could do better. Mm. So then I was like, hey, well, I should definitely try again. And also, it was one point below what this lady had told me that I needed. I'm not even going to say what it was because that's a fake number she gave me, and I don't want anyone taking it seriously because, Good, yeah. Good, like, yeah. everyone I know, almost everyone's either below it or just, just barely. Yeah, so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so I got stressed out because I was one point below, so I got really upset with myself, and I studied for it all again, and I missed, like, frosh week of that, my final university year, and I was just working my butt off, and I, when I got my score back, actually, I was at Western Homecoming with oh, Sammy yes. Z. You
0: were wasted. Yeah, very
2: <laughs> yeah. incredibly and I got that score, and it was one point lower than my original score, because oh. I had been so stressed out that I, I have, like, anti-anxiety medications, and I took one like before taking the test and it just chilled me out way too much too or, much too much and that's what I was saying like the reading comprehension stuff how you're reading fast I just couldn't do it anyway so basically I wasted an entire month got a score like one point lower was so bombed. and then thank god I was with you guys that day because I would have been super upset but we had fun anyway we so did fun.
0: but you're in law school now yeah, at you are. yeah and what is it like now being in law school is it what you expected it to be yeah, I think um,
2: it is it is and it isn't. Like, I really, really enjoy... Okay, so overall, I really enjoy law school. I'll say that first. Like, I have learned so much, way more than I learned in my four years of my <laughs> random undergrad degree that I don't know why I did that. But um, it's really interesting. The people there are, like, really passionate. The profs are super, super smart. And I'm really kind of finding my niche, and I feel like it's something I'm good at. But it's also super hard and I think everybody before I went told me it was super hard and it's okay. it's law school like obviously it is but it's just a different kind of lifestyle that I wasn't used to right. I think I've been really lucky and I do work very hard but I've been lucky in a way that like I, I'm i really like efficient but I can also do things quickly and not necessarily you know you know what I'm getting yeah. at here like I've gotten by and some things and it's <laughs> yeah. just been like fine and I think that was kind of key to undergrad, is I wouldn't get overwhelmed because if I had to kind of like half-ass something you, could, I, you know it'd be fine. yeah like it would always work out uh you can't really do that in law school yeah. which is what I've realized so it's like a very different lifestyle I, you have to do every reading like every single one and you know you can't make up answers to things because when you do I feel like an undergrad, I you know if you had to kind of make up an answer in a tutorial the props would be like Okay, whatever. Like,
1: anyways. Yeah, move on. Good try.
2: Yeah, excellent effort. But in law school, they don't do that. Like, yeah. if you have a bad answer, they're like, did you even read? <laughs> that obviously isn't right. Like, think, what do you mean? And then they get all upset with you. So, yeah, it's it's hard and it's a little bit exhausting just because of the amount of work. But I find it really fulfilling just because I can see, like, the tangible outcome of my right. studying. Whereas in my undergrad, everything was, like, super theory. Um, I did global development and gender studies for... The listeners. (laughs) Um, Yeah, which is interesting. I learned a lot of stuff that I really cared about, and I got some interesting perspectives on life, but it's just like weird not having an idea of how to put that anywhere into a job. So law school is cool, because I can see exactly every class is like a different job, almost. So I can see how that would work out. And I figure out now what I don't like and what I do like really quickly, and the stuff you don't like, oh my god, you hate it so much. (laughs) The stuff you do like, and for me... Really love.
1: Yeah, I'm really into it, so... I'm having a pretty good time. So you're you're enjoying where you are right now, are you? Yeah, like, I'm not bad. Like, okay. I'm definitely No, that's pretty great. Yeah. Did you have to, like, stand... Like, how do you stand
0: out amongst, like... I'm sure it's really competitive. Yeah. Because everyone kind of wants a similar thing going out of it. Like, how do you stand out? Yeah, that's a good question. how do you, question. like, stand out in your yeah. application, stand out in law school, while right. also yes. remaining in, like uh, being, like, integral to yourself, like, yeah, holding integrity. Okay, yeah, that's good. I should, I should go back to
2: the application before, because I only talked about the LSAT, and that's not even, you just do it, that's done, whatever. Um, what I realized is the biggest thing that sets you apart is your personal statement. So, when you apply, you have to submit, um, a letter, um, it's kind of like an essay, basically, they, like, give you, each school has questions they want you to answer, and you have to submit that in addition to your LSAT score, and then letters of reference, and so, for me, I think what, I knew going in how important that personal statement was because I have friends in law who told me that. And they said, basically, everyone has the same grades. Everyone has the same LSAT score. Like, it's, you know... True. Everyone's very
0: similar on paper. There's just so much pressure on that LSAT score. Yeah,
2: exactly. So the thing is, basically, at the end of the day, unless you have, like, a 100% average that's going to throw you aside from everybody else, you need something else. So for me, I wrote... I put a a lot of work into my personal statements and kind of wrote about like, who I am. I kind of made sure my voice was in there, like, my own writing voice. um, So that, because those people never meet you. Like, the committee never sees a picture of you or anything. So kind of telling them who you are, I think, is the most important thing. And being a person, because law is really, really personable. Like, it's a really human career, because you're meeting with people all the time. It's all clients. You're a lot of time deciding or helping to decide huge things about their life that is, like, life-changing, right? So I think that was, for me, what set me apart because I wouldn't say my grades were super exciting, my house that score wasn't super exciting. I had some really good letters of reference, um, especially volunteering in undergrad. I would highly recommend that as much as you can and like having really good relationships right. with those people. Cause um I had the chair of the the Get Real Movement write mine for me and I really think that
1: My question is, is like for the personal statements then yeah. how do you like differentiate between like it being seen as, like, professional and letting mm-hmm. your voice shine through. Because, like, when I'm writing something, I try to sound really professional. Yeah. And sometimes that takes out the personality. Yeah. So how do you, like,
2: kind of merge that together? That's – honestly, I have yet to master that, too. Like, I – Yeah? Yeah. my I have kind of, like, two writing voices a little bit. But in law school, they actually try to teach you how to merge that. Because okay. they don't – it used to be very weird, like, robotic language yeah. and Latin and nonsense. And they're kind of moving away from that now. Okay. So what we're sort of learning is it's – it's a lot about using normal wording, like, instead of trying to make words super long. Yeah, exactly, it's, like, avoiding that, um, using shorter words if you can, but also just, for me, it's certain, like, adjectives and stuff that I would use that kind of set it apart, and I guess the way I would describe things, and I would kind of put in personal experiences, and try to just include background, like, I'm not... You know, swearing in my application right. or using okay. like hey, slang. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, not addressing my letter to kitty girl, like whatever. But it's just like including bits about who you are. Okay. Because I think a lot of people are embarrassed to do that or they think that that's not professional. But like, the thing is, professionals are people. Like, everybody, yeah. everyone on that committee is a person with a story and they can relate to you in some way. Mm. So sharing any kind of story that they can connect to, I think that's like huge. And I think just, in general and like the one thing that sets you apart in law school as a whole is connections and it's meeting people and really taking the time to get to know them and to see what you have in common and I think for me I really try to avoid that mentality of like what can someone do for me because that's what a lot of people like people say that about networking yeah just like using people yeah yeah and I think that's obvious like I think when someone does that that's really you can tell that someone's just trying to get something from you so what I've kind of done is I I really like having a really big support system. Uh, Some people like to have just like a couple small groups that work for them, but I just like to have as many people in my corner as possible Mm because I think at the end of the day, like you'll always have a friend that knows something and can help you and then you can help them and whatever. So my mentality is I want to meet as many people as I can Commit as much time as I can without throwing myself under the bus. Having
0: meaningful relationships with many people.
2: Yeah, exactly. And just really actually wanting to know them as people rather than going in with a mentality of like, oh, well, this person is the best in this class. I should befriend them or like this professor is in my field. I should do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with like knowing that about people and getting to know them. Yeah. But I think it's it sets you aside to have the mentality of wanting to genuinely know those people as people and you never know maybe they can help you down the road but at the end of the day I feel like the best thing is just building those relationships because they're a gift oh yeah one other thing for setting yourself aside too aside from relationships and genuine networking and I think I don't know, I think this probably applies to, like, any postgraduate school, but I, I don't know that for sure, so actually, you know, maybe I'll retract that claim. But, <laughs> but um, getting involved in things that you actually care about, because extracurriculars are still important in law school. Because that's, again, where you meet people and where you build relationships. But I think so many people I know have made the mistake of just doing stuff because they think it looks good on their resume. And then they don't love it, so they don't commit as much as they could to it. They Mm -hmm. don't enjoy it, and that sucks for them. Yeah, they coast. I mean, it's not good for anyone then, right? Like, it's not good for the rest of the team. It's not good for them. And if you're not doing something – if you're committing time to something you don't actually care about, like, that sucks for you. So I think not worrying about what looks good on paper and just doing stuff you actually would really like – is the best thing because I chose this year not to do something that like everyone else was doing because everyone says it's perfect resume builder but I just knew I didn't want to do it so I chose not to and I ended up getting a whole bunch of really cool opportunities out of it because I had the extra time that they did it so like I'm uh, vice president of like for outlaw now which is kind of similar to get real but it's a like a legal queer kind of centric group and yeah, I got like a good high position in the executive, which does look good on the resume, but I really just wanted to be a part of it Yeah, and that looks awesome now and I've gotten some other like academic positions and stuff that I wanted and club things because no one else had the time to even apply for it, so now I have all these things that are like awesome boosters. That's good, yeah.
0: that's a good reminder to just do what, like, you like to do and yeah. what your
1: passion is, and the rest will eventually come. Yeah. yeah. I think that's just super inspiring. Even for me, like, right now, I'm, like, I feel first term for me. I was so caught up in just, like, getting by in that schooling. that yeah. I think it, I almost got tunnel vision with school, and there's so many other opportunities that could, like, yeah. almost, like, balance out the school, and almost, you almost, like, can do more, more efficiently when you have mm-hmm. other things going on for you. Yeah. So I feel like that just, like, shows how it's, like... Oh, yeah, and it'll probably, like, balance out the stress and that mm-hmm. one right.
0: thing that you have putting all your eggs in right now right. maybe yeah. yeah maybe it will balance out the stress yeah mm-hmm. for sure I find for me when I'm really really stressed out about
2: something too I always try to make excuses as to why I can't do something for me because I'm like oh I don't have time to work out because I you know have this paper due, or like yeah. I don't have time to volunteer at this club because I have another paper do or whatever it yeah. is but I find that when you're doing other things and you have to manage that time and like block off that time things actually get done quicker and I feel like I can get the same amount of work done in four hours that I would in eight, realistically. You're right. If, right? Like, if I know that I have something else I have to do after. And then I you agree. get the work done, you get the break, and it's good for your mental health, and you still... You're not behind, yeah.
1: you know? I think that's the key. Yeah. Especially for, like, higher education when it's way more demanding. And yeah. And, like, all the stuff that you have to do. Yeah. Do you find it's hard to block off time? Um... Yeah, I find like mm. I just I find myself just in the library for long periods of time. Yeah. Like you said, like it's like I don't actually get as much done. Yeah. But just like sitting in the library, you f- feel like you're getting stuff done. Absorbing yeah. content. <laughs> but you're not. And yeah. that's what I remember from my last year of undergrad was I didn't have as much obviously in undergrad, but yeah. I found like I had a job, I was on a club and I hadn't done either of those things mm. at all up until fourth year, unfortunately. Yeah. And then my fourth year was like turned out to be my one of my favorite years because I had so many other, like, friends I've met and so many other things to do on top of school. Yeah. And so it kind of just made more of, like, a lifestyle than just, like, school, home, school, home. You need all those things. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I don't know, for me, I find, like, though I love a a good, like, by-myself time, I find I'm, like, the most happiest, like, in a group of people, like, chatting. So, I think that's something that I can definitely come into 2020 with.
0: Yeah. Like, even in life now, not that I'm in school anymore, but I'm not in a sorority anymore. I don't see friends all the time. I'm just kind of, you know, being an adult and going to work and seeing my boyfriend. Yeah. So, now you act, like, you have to actively try to put those things in your life right even now for me because that's like like you said those clubs those seeing people all the time that's what mm-hmm. makes me happy and I just need to just like in university I was like yeah I need all these things mm-hmm. I need to do that now too right they're you know, just as important now it was almost yeah. easier at
1: school for you because and they're you easier those. because mm-hmm.
0: they're right in front of you like yeah. you don't really have to go looking for it as yeah ha- as you do now the school's really great great like I kind of want to go back to school just because The social aspect of it. yeah, Yeah. The
2: people always being around you, too. I feel like when... I don't know. When you tell me about the working world, I I, I get a little nervous because it just sounds in general like other people, too. Not just you. It sounds kind of lonelier, almost. Like, you have to look extra hard to find people to be with. Whereas in school, like, for better or for worse, you're always with people. You know? And you get forced into that. Like, I think law school, that's a really that's been, for me, a really good thing, because I never feel alone, I have, like, the same class of people, it's kind of like high school again, where I get there, like, you know, I would know I was gonna see you guys in the cafeteria at this time every day, and whatever, and that can get kind of dull, but it's also, I feel like when things feel chaotic, having, like, a system in place, and having,
0: like, a set, yeah, yeah,
2: it just makes things better, like, it makes things feel safer, yeah, and I really like that, and I feel like, I I there's know. more
0: aspects into your life, because if, like, this one thing that you're kind of focusing all your energy in is going really poorly, yeah, like, fuck, yeah. my world
1: is ending. Yeah. yeah. I think as humans, too, we're all about, like, routine yeah. and getting that in, like, structure, it's doing nice, mm-hmm. and that's something that I found through my schooling this term quite hard is that in the UK not all their like classes are the same day same week same place yeah really so every week you're like oh is this on this week oh is this not oh, on this week oh I hate that. or be like, every third week it's on or every like other week it's on Jesus <laughs> so you're constantly like there's no like for instance like for me I'm very like structured with routine so like I'd always like go to this spot every Monday and then some days there'd be a class in the way of that and then mm-hmm. I'd be like oh now what do I do where you do I you keep having
0: to change
1: to, your to schedule cha- which is probably good because I'm really growing from that but it's really hard to like yeah. just get like, it get 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 into it. Yeah, especially when things get harder, and I find that I found that really hard. I thought it could be really overwhelming. Yeah, like, especially when
2: you you feel like everything else is chaos. Like the last thing you need is for the things that are supposed to be structured, structured to be to, chaos. Yeah,
1: which was quite hard. Or yeah. like then if you were to miss one, cause you'd forget it, then you'd need to feel bad, and then you'd yeah. Oh, nothing about me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, time to, time to rant? Let me like, jump in. Go off? I'm I relate, nervous. I relate. <laughs>
0: I relate, let me go off. This is way um, more interesting than my LSAT. Like, oh God, <laughs> <I'm> seriously. <laughs> Do you have like any more advice for people applying, people who are in law school, struggling? Yeah, um,
2: for people applying, for me, that was one of my worst like mental health times in my life, honestly, just because I felt like everything was so, my. I felt like my whole life was contingent on this one thing, like this one right. application. And I think that really, that mentality is what really negatively impacted me. And it wrecked a lot of my last year of school because I just was constantly stressed about this thing that at that point I had no control of anymore, like just waiting to find out. Mm. So I think people that are applying, I would remind them, and this is kind of stupid because saying this Obviously, people would say like, yeah, no, I know. But it's another thing to internalize it that this moment, like getting into law school or getting into whatever higher education you want or even a certain job or whatever, it's not the make or break of your life. Not getting into something, even the first time, for example, not getting into something doesn't mean that you're not good at that one thing. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to do it in the future. Um, I don't really think it means anything other than that the timing wasn't right or that there's something that you might need to work on in a specific area to do better, but not getting into something on your first try or doing more poorly than you thought you would doesn't speak poorly to you as a person or to your abilities. And I think that's something I really wish I reminded myself of because I felt pretty bad about myself when I got, like, my low score. For and, sure.
0: Even, like, when my job didn't work out the way I wanted yeah. it to, it was just like, oh, I guess it's the end of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to switch my career path now. Yeah. But that doesn't mean anything. That means I just try something else. Yeah. Or,
2: it just means that one thing didn't work. It doesn't yeah. mean your whole vision doesn't yeah, work. So I feel exactly. like
0: – it's hard.
2: It's hard, though. It's hard to remind yourself of that. And I think it's, it's easier when someone else's voice is saying it because your head – my – for me, my internal voice is always the meanest one, right? Oh yeah, always. Oh, oh, so, oh yeah, mm, yeah. That
0: bitch. I know she's
2: <laughs> the worst. So, like, you gotta quiet her down sometimes. Yeah. Give her a mojito. Tell her to sit down. What should I name her? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Icky Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> she's I- oh, my Vicky. God, calling yourself Vicky without you the view. thats wild. Yeah, I hate that. Someone like you. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, you're always going to stumble upon something new. So. Oh. Oh, I how know. Honey,
0: Um, So, we have a few questions just to ask oh, you. Rapid oh. Fire, rapid fire, oh, rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire Zoom, 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 zoom. Okay. Samantha wishes her life was a musical,
1: everyone, <laughs> so that's why she always bursts out into song and dance. <gasps> Whenever I get to, like, do a like, new title something, I'm like, yes. I'm like, it. You it. should that's get into, thing. like, jingles. I would love. Right, jingle. It makes so much money. <laughs> Just jingling. up. How yeah. about the
0: one you did when you were younger? Windexing the table. <laughs> windexing. Why are you Windexing the table? I don't,
1: care. Yeah. I don't know. Or
0: candy canes on Christmas, Easter eggs <laughs> That's on Easter.
1: My God, That's a good one. Easy ones, that they're good. Cadbury's. Okay, anyways. Yes. Rapid fire. You start. You want me to start? Sure. Oh, my gosh. Should I be nervous? Okay. No. no. My no. my questions. <laughs> Pretty fun. Okay, Okay. Rachel. Okay. So, if I were to tell you Mm -hmm. that you won the lottery right now... Oh, God. What would be the very first thing you would buy, slash, to the, do? The very first thing. The very first thing. Oh, my God, Kim. Okay. Don't think too hard. Okay, you're right. My answer is We know
0: you hard. haven't. <laughs> you're just trying to, yeah. trying to think about your morals. And I know. The first cool. thing you would do.
2: The first thing I would do, I'd buy my dad a boat. I don't know why that's my first thing. I don't even think he needs a boat, but. you buy him a boat. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> i buy him a boat. Love that's it. cool. That's nice. Yeah. No, Perfect. That's, that's it. I gotta, you know, I'd probably pay off the student debt, too. No. But- no, no, no. Rob's we know you know what no, no. Rob gets a yacht. That Rob's is getting
1: it. a yacht, and yeah. then everything else falls after. Yeah, that's it. Well, I love that. Rob, oh, thanks. I can't wait to
2: be
0: on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I hope I you win the lottery. Uh, I will buy a ticket, and I will let you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your destination, like, your bucket destination place? Grease. Greece. Grease? Yeah. Greece. I still want us to go. I'm still putting that on the table.
1: I can go. I know, <laughs> that's <yeah>. true. <sighs> And
0: yeah. last one, what is your drink of the moment? My drink of the moment is always a, a classic mojito.
2: This new one's fun with the Sam Pelly, so yeah, I'm kind of on different. board. Um, yeah,
1: no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that because the San Pellegrino is really changing it up. I um, think it counts amazing. Well, Rachel, we are super happy to have you on the show, and let's cheers to our Legally Blonde BFF. Oh, you Thanks for having Ciao. me. Ciao. It's been a great time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Follow us on Instagram at stumblingalong. Like, subscribe, share, and comment on whatever it is you're listening to Stumbling Along on today. Ciao!